Welcome back, bestie! To do a quick recap in our last episode, Sunny, Mindsy, and I read letters that strangers wrote to their ex and share our theories on how these relationships came about and ended. In this episode, we're putting on our big girl pants and sharing our letters that we wrote to our exes. It's a little nerve-wracking, but we'll be fine. Trust me. <laughs> Again, thanks for joining us and enjoy this episode. Mindsy, you want to start us off? Yes, I can. <laughs> so, mine was literally written today right before we started uh, recording, but it reads, Dear X, Hey, smiley face. Sometimes I wonder if we'll bump into each other again in public. And if we did, I wonder how either of us would react. You usually avoided eye contact with me at all costs, though I never minded saying hello. It's actually been a while since I've last seen you. I'm sure the last times we've bumped into each other were at the bars. Anyways, I'm writing a letter to you because me and my girls are writing letters to our exes in one of our podcast episodes. Um, It's already been a long time since we've broken up, but that idea of us breaking up is always a bit ambiguous to me. Because when did we actually break up? You and I always had different timelines and understanding of our relationship. To me, I considered our breakup in 2015, fall semester of my second year in college. That's when we officially closed our book and moved forward with life, something we both really needed. Sometimes I wonder if we could ever be friends again, but I don't think we could. There's a lot of history, awkwardness, and perhaps even bitterness between us. We had a hard relationship that was young and naive. We hardly knew who we were as individuals while we were together. And maybe that's why sometimes we didn't even know who each person truly was. I know I always gave you shit and sometimes painted you out to be a horrible boyfriend. I mean, let's be honest, you had a lot of misses in our relationship. But I want you to know that I messed up in several ways too. I wasn't my best when we were together and I wasn't always the best partner. We were so young. I mean, the time we talked to each other was through middle school and high school. We used to think we were growing up so much already, but wow, here we are now. That period of time was one of the darkest times in my life. I lived in a web of insecurity, filled with doubt of my worthiness of love and life. A lot of the time, the hard parts of our relationship made that period so much harder because it added onto my stress and depression. I honestly didn't even recognize that I was depressed until years later of reflecting and healing. But since I was at my worst during that time, I know I hurt you a lot too. I was always insecure and jealous. I would project my stress and doubt onto you. I overstepped boundaries and was controlling at times. It's easy to think about the shitty things you've done and said to me, but I truly do think about the great things you've done for me too. While we had a bad relationship, we're also navigating a lot of familial hardships. And you were there for me. I'm sure I relied on you way too much, but I truly appreciate you for the hugs and comfort you gave me. One memory that came up recently was when I was talking to you about how someone really close to me almost attempted to take their own life amidst my parents' divorce. And you were just there for me. You just hugged me, let me cry, and protected me in the moment of vulnerability while we stood under the empty and fluorescent bright hallway at school. I'm really sorry for both of us for having to go through such a hard relationship together. I know we will always have different stories on how our relationship went down and we will always hold different memories. We hurt each other both emotionally and physically, and that makes me so sad for our younger selves. I wish I could hug both of them right now. Although we lead our lives distantly now, I am always wishing you the best 
I will always have love and care for you. You are such a huge piece of my youth. And without you and our relationship, I wouldn't have grown in the ways I did. To be frank, our toxic relationship is what motivated me to just do me and find myself in college. And I did. I'm so happy I did college single and embraced my autonomy. Since our relationship, I've learned to love myself in new ways and I continue to work on healing. I've learned more about relationships and what I need from a partner. I've learned how I could be a better partner too. I'm still working on everything, but that's normal as life keeps going forward. But I hope the same for you. Healing, love, and growth. Love, mind, see. P.S. We're really walking examples of how generational trauma affects development, relationships, and self-love. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like an excerpt from what you just learned from one of your master's program classes. Yeah, you're really yeah. flexing that master degree on us. <laughs> yeah, um, that's my letter. So while my tea, while you were kind of reading to us your letter, I wrote down some questions. Um <laughs> yes, I'm my therapist. <laughs> I know, I like this was an interview no, session. No, no, this is absolutely not a therapy session. It's more of like, I'm just curious. That's why I wrote down these uh, these questions. And y'all know me, I'm hella forgetful. So if I don't write these down, I'm gonna forget. So <laughs> you write, you write. Um, one of the questions that came up to my head was what mindset were you in when you were writing this letter? Letter. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I didn't quite know like what I wanted to write about and even which acts I wanted to write about. But like hours leading up to me writing it, I was thinking like I, I kind of decided, OK, I want to write it to this ex that I wrote to. And then I still kind of didn't know what to write about, but I always think about how, you know how, like I mentioned that there was that one memory that had recently come up for me about when I was crying to him and he was comforting me in that Mm -hmm. moment. Mm -hmm. Um, I think like that, since that memory came up to me recently, I was kind of thinking about that. And I often think about how, how much we hurt each other and like, we never really got to say sorry to each other anymore after we broke up Mm -hmm. and I think that's kind of like where I was coming from because again earlier I mentioned about how like I could have the sentiments of the the letter Sunny read I I could have like used more of that but I think for me like in that moment I wanted to talk more about just one acknowledging that I did a lot wrong in the relationship too but also being able to like say sorry to him especially his younger self too because that's something that I really needed. Um, and I talked about this in one of our previous episodes too, about how like, I I, I think it was when we wrote letters to ourselves, um, how I wanted to like give my younger self a hug and like just tell her it's okay and everything. And this is that time period of her that I also wrote about too. Mm-hmm. And so in wanting to give my younger self that hug and care, I also thought about like, wow, like I want to give that to him too. Wow. I can, honestly, son, um, I see you wrote this uh, so well that I did not think that you wrote this hours before we recorded. Like, I was like, damn, like this actually was very um, a sequentially very drawn out. I, I liked it. I was able to follow through. Yeah, your the flow of your story was like mm-hmm. so perfect. Like, yeah, it wasn't you didn't even talk about like it didn't I don't think it flow like linearly I said how you say the word mm-hmm. uh, but like the way you just pieced the story together together was like so good and I don't know it feels like this letter has been like living with you for a while yeah I thought so too and like it was interesting because I think initially I was kind of dreading writing this and that's kind of thing like oh my god like I feel like you two had it all figured out I was over here like so what should I write about who should I write it to 
I was like, damn, should I make a call out on my social media? I'd be like, hey, which ones of my ex situations just wants me to write about them? <laughs> but I was just, I was just kidding. I'm not that spicy. Yeah. But then once I actually like, especially in reading other people's letters from that website that we were just looking at, I think it kind of came together. And like, I realized I was like, yeah, there's already some things that I feel like I want to say or like have to say. I just never took the space and time to actually put it into words and like write it out. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like this letter kind of gave you a sense of healing even after so many years? Yeah, it definitely did. I was telling you too that like I was feeling emotional ro- while writing it and like I teared up and stuff. And the reason why is because I was just thinking and like it brought me back to that time and space of a lot of the stuff that happened between me and my ex. And like I said, like we had a really hard relationship. But um, at the end of the day, like I'm always really thankful for him because because it was such a hard time in my life, I'm happy to have had his support and comfort through some of the times, you know, because it wasn't always easy. And like, he wasn't always there for me and stuff. But in the times that he was there, it felt nice. So yeah. This was like a long relationship, right? Like y'all dated in middle school? Yeah, we started dating in middle school. And then um, we like stopped talking officially in college. So it was a very long time. But it was always like, that's that's a part of like why it was a hard relationship is because it was like on and off all throughout that time too. Mm-hmm. Sorry, uh, another question for you. At one point in your relationship with him, did you ever felt that he was the one? That y'all will make it through all these hurdles and this um the the feelings and the struggles and the insecurities and jealousy is just something that you both have to figure out together but then you'll make it work in the end have you ever felt that way with him in some ways yes and in some ways no it's kind of weird because like while we were dating I saw myself as ending up with him per se like I would be like oh my god yeah like I want to get married to you but then at the same time, I never thought about all the work that relationships take. Like, I never knew how much work relationships take because it's not only you working on your relationship with them, it's you working on yourself too. And that's what I didn't know because then I would just place a lot of blame on him or like, I would just kind of be like, what the fuck? Like, this is such a hard relationship. It's not working and stuff like that. But it also takes a lot of reflecting and stuff like that so in some ways like yes my young and naive self was like oh my god yeah like I want to marry you but at the same time I almost didn't think that far out ahead of my life mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. yeah well thank you for sharing Mindsy. I know that that was pretty vulnerable for you to kind of share with us and our listeners and it's a part of you that not many people know so thank you for sharing thank, thank you, you thank you for holding the space and you know prompting this Right. Who wants to open up the next can of forms? Pink chai. <laughs> I can't go if you don't want to go. I feel like I just glimpsed your letter and I was like, oh, this girl got like very figurative speech. Like, oh, oh I yeah, saw go him. Ahead. I don't think I've ever really looked at your ex, but then when I read this, I was like, oh. Okay. Oh, I thought you meant you saw him in person. I was like, no, no, no. Oh, no. no. I just like, I think I've only seen him like once or twice in passing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like really brief, but like, I just read like your third paragraph and I was like, oh, is that how he looks like? <laughs> That's, I don't know why my eyes drew to that paragraph first too. I can go next then. So um, I'm going to be very honest. I did not write this all today. These are some sections I actually written in my phone. There's a section that prompted me to write it because something happened. And so I'll explain it later too. Okay. Dear you, there's so much I want to say, but where do I start? Losing you was like losing a part of myself. 
I had to rediscover who I was in the absence of you. And that meant paying the cost of who I couldn't give myself to all of those years ago. We're total strangers now in this world, living life like we never met before. But deep down, you'll always be the one who gave me everything I needed when I couldn't give it to myself. And somewhere deep down, I knew we were predestined to doom and I wished and prayed for a different outcome. Maybe you didn't want to hurt me. It's just how it ended that still pains me. When I knew I was going to lose you, it was that night. I raised my hand, a darker shade of black compared to the lightless room, to brush the outline of your sleeping face, memorizing every detail in my heart. From the hairline of your wavy hair to the clean sharpness of your eyebrows, down to your curly long lashes I was always so envious of, to the arch of your nose that I always brush past when I kiss you, to your cheekbone that shows more when you smile from ear to ear, to your mustache that you've grown to be proud of since our young age, to the lips that speaks your soul, down to your defined jawline, and your chin that completes your look. I've imprinted a vision of you in my heart, the you that loves me for who I am, the you that I fell in love with so many years ago, who will always have a place in my heart, the you that the world always tried to tear apart from me, but we've always managed to make it work and come back together like magnets without odds, the you that always told me everything will be okay. When deep down, I knew from the start that my heart was shattered the day I lose you, and so it did. But I was willing to risk it all for a chance at love, a chance at someone to show me that I, too, am deserving of a great love we hear about in books and movies. Risking it all, knowing that it's either a painful ending or happily ever after. Though the odds may have been in the favor of a tragic ending to a beautiful start, I was willing to risk it for you. I don't regret jumping off that cliff of fear when you asked me to be yours. If anything... I regret not loving you enough, not loving you as if I was going to lose you. But everything happens for a reason. I had to lose you to be who I am today. I hate that I had to lose you in order to be who I am. But the me now meant a lonely but meaningful journey without you. Thank you for your love, your friendship, your kindness, and your heart. I am blessed to have met someone like you. I wish you nothing but happiness in a lifetime full of love and laughter. Sincerely, Stranger P. Damn, Ping. I feel like you're going to be the next Taylor Swift. Like, you're going to write a whole Oh, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, yeah. So, I mentioned that this um, were all ex- excerpts from, like, when something triggers me. And that, like, um, I just need to kind of, like, write down what I'm feeling. That's so beautiful. I don't know. I think, like, what you were just saying, like, remembering, like, how someone looks like. Because I feel like as years go by, like, you're going to, like, pick up different details, you know? Like, you're going to remember if he had, like, a mole on his face and, like, all these things. And, like, Mm -hmm. and I feel like his face, like, will always continue to shift a little. Mm -hmm. I think, like, something that got me in your letter was how you ended it when you're, like, sincerely, stranger P. Because it really shows that, like, where the relationship is at now. Mm-hmm. and did he used to call you p or why did you choose p um just because of my name ping <laughs> so i just uh ended it with uh stranger i was like i was thinking about just ending it with stranger but i was like no i still want like we're not i still want at least a little part of me mm-hmm. in there so i just put my the first letter of my name mm-hmm. yeah your, your letter you- sorry no go ahead 
Oh, I was gonna say your letter, the letter that you chose from the website is like so relatable to this letter, but I feel like your letter is more like the grown up version of it. Mm. Like, mm. I don't know how to explain it, but I feel like the letter from the website, it's, it's the same sentiment, right? That like it's strangers, you're strangers now. Uh, but your letter is more, oh, maybe it's not grown up. Maybe it's just like yours really has an, an like quote unquote ending you know mm-hmm. but where there's letter is like there still holds on like a little bit of hope mm-hmm. I think your letter truly shows like the love that you have for this person because it just shows how much you want to be able to hold on to that memory now and mm-hmm. in a good way you know in a way where it's um like you know it's a memory now but you are also going to cherish it mm-hmm. so, yeah yeah, very similar with you, Mindsy. Like, actually, sometimes I forget that I have more than one ex. I do, Sunny. You actually see Sunny's face. Uh, but yeah, my first ex was like in sixth grade, sixth grade, seventh grade. But it was like kid love, but he still made an impact on my life. And so that's why I still call him. But yeah, I honestly did not know how to write this letter either. And so I was like, you know what? All the times that I felt like I just needed to write my feelings down, and all the things I wanted to say, or this is just one of them, but like it was a, this was a good opportunity to kind of just put everything into one spot. Do you feel like there's a purpose to your letter or like an intent? No, I don't think so. I thought about that, like having a purpose and intent to this letter. But I think I think this letter really demonstrates how much I love I had for this person. And how much love that will still remain, though mm-hmm. we are strangers now. Mm-hmm. Not saying that like um, I won't love someone else like this anymore right. in the future, mm-hmm. but then just saying that even though we're strangers now, he still made an impact on my life. And mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. You know, Ping. One of my favorite lines that you wrote it was that the odds may have been in the favor of a tragic ending to a beautiful start. I was willing to risk it risk it for you I just think that was so beautiful I don't know why the opening of that that, that sentence that odds may be in a favor I thought of the Hunger Games me too <laughs> <laughs> and I just thought of you as Katniss like yes me I am tribute <laughs> let me break my heart <laughs> but he also I don't know I was just like yeah like paying literally that's why I feel like the letter I had chosen reminds me so much of you like like that person wrote such like in such a romantic way and like even this letter like it's the way you're writing is so romantic it's like such a tragic love story yeah I was just gonna say yeah that's actually something I wanted to ask you because like you mentioned a lot about like in the first paragraph at the end you said somewhere deep down I knew we were predestined to doom but I wish and prayed for a different outcome and then you like have other lines where it talks about how like you knew things were either coming to an end or you knew what the end would be already can you like elaborate on that a little bit more on why you kind of had like that gut feeling and how what led up to it and stuff yeah good question and I think I think that's also to why the relationship didn't work out or why I acted the way I did was that if I didn't have if I didn't hold on too much of that like I know this is gonna happen I know that this is gonna not gonna work out Mm. I felt um maybe I felt I maybe I carried that too much in the relationship and that when it did ended it still broke me so much but I think what made me feel like I uh, knew that it was predestined to doom was <laughs> just like so many people were against it. 
was mm-hmm. um, against my relationship with him. My uh, we kept it a secret. I don't know if I've ever mentioned, but my ex, he was black. And so his ethnicity and me being Hmong really played a big part in our relationship. And so like my family was against it. My sister, who I was really close with, was against it. And that actually drew to uh, tore me and my sister apart a little bit, distant us. But it was just like the whole world was against us and no one really was rooting. So I think that kind of made me felt like it was was predestined. Yeah. Do you feel like, you know, because like, sounds like you value your family, right? A lot. And like their words, like if they were supportive of the relationship from the get-go, you wouldn't have had that like feeling of like, it's not going to work. Or was it more of like, it's not going to work to help protect you from the potential breakup? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then to add on to that, like, were you, do you feel like, cause you said you were acting like that. Do you mean like you were holding back because you knew of other people's um, like their thoughts and stuff or like what was the way you were acting and stuff? Mm-hmm. Wow, really great questions, friends. Um, <laughs> um, I think if my parents were gave us approval and it was okay for us to be together, I don't think I would have had uh, that feeling of like we wouldn't work out. I, w- I would... I think because everything was still there up until the end, the love was still there. How we ended was just was was painful, was sad. But I think that at the beginning has started with blessings rather than like curses and sins. Sorry, that's a little dramatic, but I think that if I wouldn't have felt the way I did. And then I see you mentioned um, like how was I acting? I I, w- I felt like I was holding back. Like I felt like I was waiting for the other shoe to fall throughout the years of our relationship. And I was just waiting for a a moment that when he would just turn his back on me, on us. So I was for sure holding back up until the end too, I think. Mm -hmm. Mm, That's so interesting because from your letter, I feel like you, I mean, if I didn't know you, Payne, I don't really know your relationship with this person really well too. So, (laughs) Um, But I feel like you weren't holding back at all. Like you kept saying that like, you're taking risk after risk you kept jumping you kept doing things that like it sounds like you're in this letter it sounds like you're saying like I'm doing things that I would have never done in my life but for you I'm going yeah so it I'm surprised that you're saying that you you held back because I'm like what did you hold back on girl because it looks like you gave your whole life away (laughs) (laughs) right right it's like you gave I gave all in but one percent I'll leave that up to interpretation Mm -hmm. that's a strong one percent that's that uh that one person where the hand sanitizers can't kill right (laughs) or lysol (laughs) enough about my me and my letter i want to transition into sunny's letter yeah i'm stressed uh, why? <laughs> why are you stressed? Yeah, no, I feel like okay. I feel like y'all's letter is so good, and I'm just like, oh god, like my letter, my letter. I don't know. It's like stressful. <sighs> Let me like it's okay. Just manage. <laughs> yeah, are candid, okay. and they're they're coming from the heart. Yes, yeah. they're bestie. Oh, sorry, I meant their ex best friend. How's it going? My life's okay. I mean, I can't complain. I mean. I could, but I won't. Let me get to the point. I'm writing to you because I'm supposed to write a letter to an ex and you're the only person I can think of. The last time I saw you was a few years ago. 
I think I was starting college or in my first year. During that time, I was so sad and depressed. Actually, I'm still depressed. But anyways, I was in the car with my dad, driving down 7th Street, heading back to my dorm. I was busy looking elsewhere till the light turned red. And just like a movie, you appeared. You're crossing the street, holding some books and laughing at a joke your sister said. Her animated hands indicated a crazy story and your smile was spread far across your face, showing your gums. The same smile you hated so much because the boys used to tease you for looking like a horse. You don't, by the way. As you both crossed the street, coming closer to our car, by instinct, I shrunk and lowered myself. Trying to be as small as possible while sneaking a peek, then the light turned green and my dad sped off. I did my best to not turn my head for one last glance, but my best wasn't enough. I looked back and by then you had already entered the library, with the door slightly held open by the wind. Maybe that was a sign that there could be a chance for us to be friends again, that the door for us was never closed, just slightly. I've heard you have a life now with kids. And it's crazy. I can't wrap my head around it. I can't imagine being a mother at this age and somehow you've done it just like our moms. The reason we drew so close to each other is because we're the only girls with divorced parents. I remember the first time calling you and you picked up. I couldn't even say hi. So I just laughed and you did as well. You didn't ask who it was. You just knew. And we spent the first five minutes just laughing for no reason other than the fact that this phone call indicated that we were more than just school friends. We were real friends. Like the ones who one day go to have sleepovers, hang out after school, gossip, talk about the boys, and go shopping for matching outfits or dresses for formals. I wish I didn't miss you as much. When our friendship ended, I said I didn't know if I could call another person my best friend. When I tried, the word rolled off my tongue so awkwardly, like a child who didn't want to be separated from its mother. So to stop the migration, it'd cry and throw a tantrum. Did I just call a child it? Even now the word feels foreign to me. If I'm being honest, our friendship is the reason that I can't be friends with Nini. When we stopped being friends after a third year of knowing each other, after spring break in seventh grade, something changed. Like clockwork. But the third year of each of my friendship after ours, they'd fail. It's like a curse that I had placed upon myself because honestly, I don't know if I deserve one that would last longer than that. To tell you the truth, I've tried looking for you. I've searched on every single social media platform for every iteration of your moan in English name, and still I cannot find you. So I leave my Instagram on public in hopes that one day one of my posts will show up on your feed. Then maybe in some imaginary world, you'd see it and say, oh, hey, that girl looks like Sunny. And then you click the photos, scroll through my feed, maybe even laugh at a goofy photo, and then message me hi. Because you've always been the brave one, the one who doesn't shy away from anything. At least that's how the script goes in my head. P.S. I still pray for you. And I'll be right back. I'll be right back. I'm going to go um, cry. <laughs> oh, okay. Why are you crying? Yeah, okay. My team, you can go. <laughs> yeah, I just want to no, say, when, when pain cries, pain cries like a movie. Like, she cries like... She cries like it's a funeral. Like, <laughs> no, Sunny, you give me too much prop. I think um, I, I still need a little bit more time. Yeah. Um. Okay. I can say. Yeah. I led you to this. <laughs> yeah. So tell us more. I wrote this. I wrote this letter. So initially, I was like, "Dang, I don't have a like. I don't have a romantic ex, but I have a lot of ex friends." So I was like, I have that. And I also have my dad. So I was like, I'm tired of my dad taking up free space on this podcast. So mm-hmm. I'm not going to write to him. Uh, honestly, the man gets mentioned more than <laughs> anyone in my life. So <laughs> <you> stop. <laughs> <laughs> and then 
Um, so I was like, you know what? I'm going to write about like my ex-best friend. You know, when I was writing it too, I was like, dang, this like is a weird letter because it feels like a love letter. But then I feel like, I don't know, I really value friendships, y'all. And um, what I value the most about like, it's like, it's just like, it's a different type of love, you know? And it's a love that like is very, like very giving and very forgiving to each other. And when I was writing it, I was like, yeah, like I feel like, I don't know, kind of like what I said in the last paragraph, like in almost everybody I've met, I've searched for her. But at the end of the day, like, it doesn't matter. They're not her. So it's, yeah, I don't know. It's, can uh, I, yeah. Can I ask um, why you two be, stopped becoming friends? Did something happen? Was there an argument? Yeah, I ended the friendship. I don't know. I always see it's my self-sabotaging <laughs> I wanted attachment style coming through <laughs> but I just ended it I, I just feel like I was really undeserving you know of like that friendship that's why I said uh, like clockwork by the third year of every every of my, every of my friendship after RSD fail. fail because that's true I feel like by the third year <laughs> all my friendships they fail and I was like you know what I feel like that's my karma because I ended like such a good friendship you know when it didn't need to be ended that's that, the I line that like... got me. <laughs> that got me, Terry, the most. Okay. Dang, I'm surprised that you two are crying. I don't know why. I don't know why. I don't I think know why. I, I'm just like thinking about all of our letters right now, too. It's, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. You were on a thought? Oh, I was going to say, like, yeah, I feel like every third year of my life is like, it's just like a bad year. But then, mm-hmm. like, slowly, like, since entering college and everything, like, every third year of my life has been a good year. And this is my third year since graduating college. And I'm like getting really good vibes. I'm also kind of like, what am I going to do? What am I going to sabotage? <laughs> because at the end of the day, I don't know. Maybe that's a goal, Sunny. Not to sab- not to self-sabotage and really make this a great year for you. Yeah, because I feel like now that we're talking about this, I mean, I, don't, I definitely don't want to take away from your relationship with this person and like the letter you wrote from them. But in, in a lot of ways... I mean, for all of us, you know, these letters are not only for that person, but they're for us too. And I think it's like almost a reminder for you about how you have navigated friendships and viewed them and stuff. And I think the reason why, like for me, I got emotional reading yours and like why that specific line about three years of knowing people and how it's like clockwork. I think like that line got me because it's not the first time you've mentioned it to me and Ping. Like, I think it was even in a podcast episode that you said it. But yeah, just thinking about how you've navigated that, but also how you have somehow like brought that and almost like blame yourself for it, which like, you know, maybe it's not always because of you or like maybe you had a part to do with it, but it's definitely got to be more than just a curse, you know, Mm -hmm. like more that goes into it. And so I think that's like what got to me because yeah. For me, I think there was like something up at the beginning that kind of like, oh, hit. But then what got me, got me was like the the last paragraph, not the PS, I still pray for you. But then that um, the paragraph above that um, to tell you the truth, I tried looking for you. I searched for you in every social, every single major platform for an iteration of your Mo and English name. And like and you explain why you leave your IG on public in hopes that one day they'll see your post i was like damn sunny i can relate to so that so much like and like you still hope even though like the relationship no matter if it's like family or friends or romantic you still kind of like hope that in the back of their everyday lives that you still have a space 
there and like they're still thinking about you and that you hope that your presence in their life no matter how long it was was meaningful and it meant something to them that's what got me yeah that paragraph also got me because then I was like wow I never knew that that's what you thought you know I never heard Mm -hmm. of that from you before wait sorry heard of what about like like I just never knew that you that's something you wanted so yeah do you do you hope that that sometime down the future if fate is in favor of the both of you that you two will be friends again you know I think a part of me wants to just go to like every single relationship that I've ended and apologize to them and talk to them but another part of me is like what does that serve you you know like I think I'm seeking for forgiveness but at the end of the day it's like just to just to make me feel better you know it doesn't like eliminate the hurt I've given others so that's why I'm kind of like I don't think it's right for me to go to them to seek for forgiveness when like if I hear sorry from them or if I hear like you're forgiven for them it just makes me feel that's guilty I don't know how to really explain it so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah so um I'll ask the same question Mike asked me um was there an intent behind your letter? Behind his letter? Yeah. I hope that she hears this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you think she'll know who she is? Yeah, I think so. Like I said at the bottom, like at least that's how the script goes in my head. I think the script goes in my head. It's like maybe this episode blows up and people are like sharing it. And then she hears it and she's like, wait, is that? <gasps> you know? And then what happens next in your mind? And then what happens is she's like, mm-hmm. is that? And then she goes to our Facebook, our Instagram page or Facebook. And she's like, oh my gosh, it does look like her. And then mm-hmm. she goes to Instagram and she looks at the followers because then we're, you know, Beyond Friends is following me. And then she's like, oh, I found her. And I'm like, yep, profile still on public. Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> so you want to reconnect with her? I think it'd be nice. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't, I wouldn't really know what to do, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if I'm reconnecting for like forgiveness or to build a friendship, you know? What do you think there's, there is there to forgive other than like um ending your friendship well I think there's like a lot of things that like leads up to a breakup you know that kind of like what Mindsy was saying like how they both equally hurt each other in different mm-hmm. ways like I feel like I don't know I feel like I just like I've done stupid shit and I don't know now that you're older I just oh now that I'm older I feel like when I reminisce about like the relationships I'm just like dang it could have just been like of simple conversation where every every everybody was just honest especially me if I was just more honest and I stopped holding holding things back like it would have just flowed much easier you know not saying that like because if I was honest like everything would go perfectly you know but I feel Mm -hmm. like there wouldn't have been so much like miscommunication and like resentment and stuff like that yeah love isn't just all lovey-dovey it's all the heartbreaks and the growth the healing and the um, what did you say here, Sunny? The how the script goes in my head that sometimes that's love too. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you have any questions or want to tell us your story, and please do, you can shoot us an email at teambeyondfriends at gmail.com. If you like our podcast, please share it with your friends and give us a rating. You can also follow us on Instagram at Team Beyond Friends and on Facebook at Team Beyond Friends. Until next time.